Welcome to BSD Talk, number 92. It's Thursday, January 11, 2007. I just have an interview for you today, so here it is. Today on BSD Talk, we are talking with one of the hosts of the Run Your Own Server podcast, Adam Glenn. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So could you start by talking about the podcast that you do? I am a co-host on the Run Your Own Server podcast, we do basically open source discussion about different aspects of being a sysadmin. The idea of the show is to to give people an idea what it's like to be a sysadmin, the kind of things that you need to know, and kind of push them in the right direction so that they're looking at the right the right open source packages to, to solve a problem. So um, we've talked about Apache. We've talked about Postfix. Uh, we discussed the operating systems. We've talked about hardware. Basically, just you know, give people a good feel for what's out there, and hopefully, down the road, we'll do more in-depth shows. But it's hard to do tutorial-type shows with the topics that we cover. We more just try and give people the basic information and then point them to where they can find more. And I know I stumbled upon Run Your Own Server by searching for BSD in iTunes, and along with mine and FreeBSD for All, your podcast is also one of the ones that does discuss BSD topics. Yes, we are big fans of BSD. Seg and I, uh, I'm Gek on the show, Seg and I both are big fans of FreeBSD, and Thud is a huge fan of OpenBSD. He uses it everywhere that he can. What kind of BSD-related topics do you cover in your show? We've covered things, so far I think we've mainly just covered the different projects, who's involved, uh, we talked about Theo, and we, we've talked about how ports works, some basic ideas of what you should do once you've got it up and running, just little tweaks and stuff like that. And these discussions are largely based on some of your own experiences with using the BSDs, right? Correct. We were professional sysadmins, although I guess I can't really claim that anymore. I'm now a platform developer somewhere else, but... uh We've all been sysadmins for a long time, and you know it's something we do because we enjoy it. Could you describe some of the ways that you've used BSD in your professional life and personal life? I have used OpenBSD for mail relays, DNS servers. It's actually something that FUD set up. Uh, I helped maintain them, and I've used it for firewalls, file servers, mail servers. I even played around, I think I've mentioned it on our podcast a couple times, I played around with jails as a learning a learning experience because I wanted to play with Nagios and Postfix and um, feeding logs from those different applications into SEC, processing those rules and then acting on them, like sending email alerts, stuff like that. So I've used FreeBSD jails to set up virtual machines just to do some crazy stuff with that. How did you first get introduced to the BSDs and Unix in general? I started with Linux back when Red Hat 5.2 came out. I didn't really get involved in the BSDs until right before FreeBSD 6.0. I tried, I think it was 5.2. I tried 5.2 very briefly, and that was actually when I set up the jails. My big interest was that 
there was no good virtualization yet for Linux. Zen was still still kind of funny. You couldn't really get it running without a whole lot of work. And I knew that the jails and FreeBSD were rock solid. So I set up the jails doing, I just followed man jail. It was like seven steps. It was ridiculously easy. And I played around with that. And then I had a good time upgrading all of the different jails to 6.0. And I learned how to recompile the, the operating system, how to update ports once you do that. But the main reason I chose FreeBSD is because it's so well documented. It is an awesome platform for learning, and and that's been the main way that I've used that. As system administrators, what inspired you to start a podcast? Um, there aren't a lot of podcasts for system administrators. There's a lot of news podcasts. There's not very many interview podcasts like yours where you go talk to project people uh, in terms of IT stuff. And and since we we already were familiar with your show, we decided there wasn't any point in redoing that. But we wanted to have something where a new sysadmin, somebody who's not necessarily in IT already, could go and, and get an idea of what it's like and, and find out if it's something they really wanted to do. And I talked to Thud about it, and we both thought it was a great idea, and we brought in SEG, and it just kind of works. And you get a sense from your listening community around what topics that they're interested in seeing you do more of? We actually do. We, we don't get as much feedback as we would like. We, we would love to get more emails. But we have gotten emails from people saying one person asked us about converting from a Microsoft SQL database to a MySQL database. Um, we talked about that briefly in one of our shows. We've had people ask us to talk about mail servers. We've had people ask us about... Uh, just recently, we got an email from somebody who wanted to know how you find a job as a sysadmin. So that that's probably something we'll cover on the next show. But it, it's great when you when you get emails back because a you know people are listening, but b you also you get ideas for shows that it's something that we we might know about but wouldn't think to bring up as a topic unless we were prompted. Yeah, that, that feedback is always really helpful, and it is it is nice to know that people are listening, and, and I definitely find that people are really nice. You know, maybe I haven't hit enough of an audience yet to start getting hate mail, but so far it's it's always been uh, really nice to have that feedback. Yeah, we've been lucky in that regard, too. I, I don't know of anybody who sent in any bad email. I was just trying to think. Our iTunes reviews, we've got a couple reviews on iTunes. I think they were both good, too. And do you track the operating systems of your listeners and what kind of browsers they're using and all that other wonderful statistics stuff? It's hard because not all of the people connect directly to our feed and even though we use FeedBurner, you can't see the the listeners that are coming from itunes very well because the, my understanding is that itunes downloads a copy it gets put into their system and then that gets distributed out to the people who subscribe so we do track the people who go through our rss feed and i believe the last count was we had about 500 subscribers last time fud and i talked about it but he's probably capturing the OS information, the browser information, but I've never asked him, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I find that it can be really hard uh, just scheduling an interview with one person. I can't even imagine what it's like to coordinate the schedules of a, a bunch of different hosts. It's pretty difficult, and it used to be much more difficult because I was on the third shift schedule, and uh, Seg and Thud both worked days, and so... It used to be very, very hard to coordinate. Um, it's easier now, but the problem is because we are sysadmins and fires pop up, it, you really do get pulled away from doing the podcast, and it may not even be something that we can possibly control. 
there's projects that I've been involved in where I put in 70 or 80 hours in one week and there's just no time to set up to, to schedule to talk to the two guys. And, and the same thing happens with them. It's, it is difficult with more people, but we are going to try and, and change the way we record the shows so that we can get more kind of prepared. So if we do have to miss a week, we can just release one of the, the shows we've already recorded. And how do you record the shows? What kind of technology do you use? I use a basic USB mic. Thud has a, a pretty nifty sound setup with a professional mic and a soundboard, and I believe that Seg is using something similar. The way it works is we all record our own part of the conversation locally. Uh, we call in with Skype, and then we, you know, we say check at the beginning of the recording just so that Thud actually does all the editing, and he just finds that part of the, the audio track lines us all up and then he can snip out any of the parts that we decide you know we went off topic or we were boring he can snip them out from all three of the tracks at the same time and keep everybody so they sound like they're they're sitting in the same room and what about the other infrastructure for the podcast such as i mean you, you did mention feedburner but what about the web hosting and your email thud has two servers that are running openbsd i don't know if he wants me to give that out but i'm going to and that is what our website is run off of. And I think beyond that, we're using CashFly to distribute the actual files. But, yeah, I don't think there's any other parts to it. I think that's it. So it's good to see that there's a, a trust in, in the BSDs there for the web hosting. Absolutely. It, and it was something he insisted on because he loves Apache on OpenBSD. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, although the change route can present its own joys. But uh, <laughs> we won't go into that. Yeah. Are there any other topics that you wanted to talk about today? I guess if if anyone's interested, the, the show URL is www.runyourownserver.org. We really do appreciate feedback. And if you have any ideas for shows, just shoot us an email and we'll do our best to cover the topic. All right. And I hope that uh, maybe we can you know interview some of the other hosts there and try and make more people aware of all the different stuff that's going on in the podcasting world. And as more BSD content comes available, shoot each other information so we can keep everyone posted. Yeah, the more the better. And uh, I guess maybe as a, a bit of news, do you have any sense of any up, upcoming podcasts or topics that the listeners should look forward to? Well, one of the things we are going to try and talk about is DNS. We really haven't covered that in any kind of detail. That'll probably be about DJB DNS and Bind just because it's not something glamorous, but it is a vital part of almost every network that you're going to work on as a sysadmin. Here's one other question I could ask. Is anyone in your group of hosts interested in getting the BSD certification? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Thud and I both have Red Hat certification, and SEG has Solaris. We've never really discussed it. It's not something that would be useful for me where I am now because I'm more in a development role, but certainly the two of them they could make good use of that certification. I guess it's a catch-22 because certification doesn't exist. Companies aren't asking for it. And if companies aren't asking for it, some people may not perceive a need to have it. Yeah. And honestly, my Red Hat certification, I don't believe, has gotten me any uh, any positions I wouldn't have been able to get without it. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me today, and, and good luck with your podcast, and I look forward to hearing the next episode. Thank you. If you'd like to leave comments on the website, or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. Or if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. 
That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 92.